Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This week, the bookshelf cinema is screening Elsa and Fred, Network, Force Majeure, Big, Whiplash, Rosewater, and more. On November 26th at 7 p.m., Greg R. Elliott reads from and discusses his new book, New Life in the Boarding House. The bookshelf is an independently owned culture hub located at 41 Quebec Street in Guelph. More information about their hours, listings, blogs, and accessibility, please visit bookshelf.ca. Creative Control with Beach Comic. On the show today, LP and Killer Mike of the amazing hip-hop duo Run the Jewels. I caught up with them recently on the phone. I didn't have a ton of time with them. At least it wasn't prescribed. Who knows? We could have maybe gone. No one was listening. We could have just kept going, but we stopped. The respect for the rules. But it's a good conversation, and I'm a big fan of their new album, RTJ2, Run the Jewels 2, which is out now will likely go down as the highest acclaimed hip-hop record of 2014. And they're in Toronto on the 26th of November. And I will go. I'm going to see them, and they're on tour. So go see Run the Jewels. Listen to us talking about a whole bunch of stuff and hear at least one entire brand new Run the Jewels song on this episode. Here it is. Myself, LP Killer Mike, Run the Jewels. Kazoo and Keep Your Eyes Open are pleased to present Stay Out of the Mall 13, a festive music festival that benefits the Canadian Cancer Society towards leukemia research. Night one takes place Thursday, December 11th at Silence and features performances by Jennifer Castle, John Southworth, and Shopkeeper. Night two takes place Friday, December 12th at the E-Bar with Mets, Weaves, and Badminton Racket. Silence is an accessible venue at 46 Essex Street. The E-Bar is located at 41 Quebec Street, but has stairs and is regrettably not a physically accessible space. Tickets to both all ages licensed shows are available at ticketbreak.com or bring a non-perishable food item to the bookshelf at 41 Quebec Street or to the door and save $2 off admission. Learn more about Stay Out of the Mall 13 at their Facebook event page. See you all there. 
Run the Jewels is a tremendous hip-hop duo consisting of New York MC and producer LP and one of the world's wisest and best rappers, Killer Mike, from Atlanta, Georgia. After collaborating on each other's solo albums, Run the Jewels released their critically acclaimed self-titled debut in 2013 as a free download. This past October, they shocked the world again, leaking their landmark new LP, Run the Jewels 2, ahead of its release date on Mass Appeal and knocking fans and critics out with a next-level record. They're in the midst of a world tour right now, which brings them to Toronto's Danforth Music Hall on November 26th and Montreal's Club Soda on November 27th. Here now to discuss some of these things are LP and Killer Mike. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you? Good, man. How are you? Very well. Hello, Canada. <laughs> Where in the world are you both? Are you both? You're, you're separate. You're separated at the moment, right? Well, well, I'm feet. on the bus. He's out feet. smoking yeah. a cigarette on the curb. Are you yeah. like you're, you're right next to? Like you're in the same spot, but you're just you're. We're on this conference call, so I assumed you were maybe apart. No, I'm on a tour no, 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 bus. And he's smoking yeah. off the tour bus. So we're in the we're in Pomona. I, we're in Pomona. Yeah, we're from Pomona. We're, we're 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 never more than about ten feet away from each other uh, at any given time. Right now, <laughs> for real. <laughs> now you're both uh, East Coast dudes, basically. I'm curious what what your relationship is like with California. Some people assume East Coast people have an adversarial relationship with California. Do you like it? Oh, I, fuck yes, we love this shit, man. We came out here to record part of our record, so we we love Cali. We have so many friends out here. We have such a good vibe out here, so. I, I look forward on any tour that we do to hitting the West Coast 100% and hitting the West Coast of Canada. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's beautiful. I'm, yeah. I'm pro weather, women, and weed, so I'm definitely down with California. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. That's that's refreshing to hear. Some people are very critical of it, and they have they take a position. But you guys, it's all love. It's all, all love. love. Okay. There's a sense that as much as people love the first Run the Jewels record, the second one is stronger, maybe more confident. Can you both talk about the process of making each of them and and how that compared? Well, we went uh, into it thinking it's going to be darker, harder, you know, angrier, more furious. And 
while making the record, we, we definitely made a conscious decision to add more of who we were and brought from our solo work to add a certain level of depth that we thought the last one ended with, but we wanted to make sure that it was um, even more ingrained in this record. The decision was made and the expectations were met by the reaction of the fans and the critics alike. So, you know, that's a condensed version. L probably has a more detailed version, but we just decided that we wanted to outdo ourselves, and that's just my general philosophy. You're competing with you, so I'll do you every time. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, the best thing that you can possibly hear as an artist is that your second record not only lives up to the first record, but maybe even is better than the first record. And that's, that's what we want as a group. We want to grow. We want to get better. And uh, the first record was put together sort of on a lark. Like, the first record was just put together in a vibe. And it was a wonderful record, and it, and it brought us to where we are now. And I think the vibe really, really carried over um, and defined in a lot of ways who we are as a group. But we really took our time to, to make sure that this next step that we were taking was creatively um, going forward somewhere. Going, go, you know, we wanted there to be movement. We didn't want to just give everybody the same thing. And um, we, wanted to, we wanted people to know that Run the Jewels is a, is a real creative group and that we're going to continue to push uh, what we do and grow what we do. And I'm really glad that people see it that way because that's exactly what we had hoped would happen. Now, Mike, you mentioned something there about how you, going in, you knew it was going to be darker and harder. Can you talk about what inspired that mindset? Yeah, I mean, I think when you do something well and you're special for it, you shouldn't run away from it. You should try to do well even better, you know. So our first album was applauded because hip-hop is not very hard or dark or angry or even social anymore. And or, even, record, or even fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I think actually it is fun. I just think that if all you focus on is fun, that fun isn't right, fun right, anymore. Right. Yeah, so for me, I wanted, I wanted to make sure that sarcasm and dark humor live in hip-hop. I wanted to make sure that um, aggression, that you can't display any, you know, you can't just go out and beat people up unless you're playing Grand Theft Auto. But I wanted to make sure that that these type of things still had a voice within the hip-hop community just for the sake of raging and getting it out, kind of like punk was in the 80s. 80s. Right. So for me, it was just it was just you're supposed to ramp it up a bit. So that was yeah. it. And again, when you're competing with yourself, you're looking at yourself in the mirror like, I'm going to outdo you. And um, that's, that's the audacious claim we claimed, and we had to meet it. Now, I, you mentioned the aggression there, and, and I, I, I'd say you guys, you, you do make really serious, menacing music, but you also make goofy videos, you come up with silly things. No offense, silly, yep. silly things like... No, not <laughs> well, like Mal- yeah, we do that on purpose. <laughs> you do that on purpose. Has that balanced between you? Has it been difficult to balance the, the harder and lighter sides between you? No, 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 that's, that's natural for, for us. The, the music that we make is a reflection of who we are as people, and we're funny people, and we don't take ourselves that seriously. Um, and I think that when you hear Around the Jewels record, you have a really interesting combination of those elements. Um, we combine our, we, we really put our personalities out there. We combine, you know, the things that we care about with also irreverence. And, you know, I think it makes for a potent, com- um, you know, combination of, of creative things. Um, you don't want to, you don't want to be dour. You know, we're not, we're not here to lecture anybody. We're just here to present, you know, ourselves. And um, I think that me and Mike are, 
more complicated than just one perspective. Uh, we have a lot of different perspectives um, that all intermingle, and I think that that's reflected in our music, which is why we're in one sentence shooting a poodle and in another sentence talking about police brutality. Because right. we know how that works in the mind of a, of a person. You know, that's, that's just a reflection of the way that we think. We're not sitting around all day um, talking about serious issues. We're joking with each other. We're one-upping each other in, in, in terms of how how crazy we can get with our lyrics. And at the same time, on this record, and you know, and somewhat on the last record, but more so on this one, we're really connecting with each other and trying to express something from our hearts as well. So I think that, you know, it makes for a well-balanced, you know, it makes for a well-balanced record. I'm curious about what might have inspired both of those things. Do you two, like, both of those aspects, the darker and the light, do you two have shared kind of comic heroes, like comic influences? Mike, do you, is there someone... In common, oh, yeah, in yeah. Com- a, go ahead. I mean, I got Ellen, Ellen, his wonderful girl, M, like who's like a sis. She, um, they turned me on to, to Bill Hicks, who I love. But I, I grew up watching Pryor. I grew up watching Red Fox. I grew up watching Carlin in particular. I grew up watching Paul Mooney. Um, Dave Chappelle is another. So for for me, yeah, um, Carlin, I think is one that definitely bounds us both. You know, yeah. um, I um, yeah. I'm, I'm very big on him. And on personally, Paul Mooney is just, but he's been my teacher and instructor most of my life in terms of the way I socially look at the country I live in. So absolutely, we do. Have you? Have you? Had and any- we find a lot of the same dumb shit funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. More, more, more importantly, we we sit around and come up with our own dumb shit we find funny all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you hear our records, it's really a reflection of our friendship. You know, you're talking about two guys in a room together having fun, making jokes, having real discussions smoking, yeah. drinking, you know, vibing out the music. And so our personalities and our friendship makes it to this record in its entirety, not just in, from one perspective. Um, and it's not something that we have to contrive or that we have to work hard at. It's just the natural reflection of the way that we interact with each other. And I think that me and Mike have always um, kept a balance of humor. And, and, you know, even if it's gallows humor, even if it's dark humor, it's still always been consistent within our body of work. And that, that really came out in a big way with Run the Jewels as well. It's, it's, yeah. it's interesting to hear that list from Mike of Hicks and Carlin and Pryor and Chappelle, all of these people fueled by kind of a cynicism, a, a kind of anger. Yeah. 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 And yeah. that's, that's and, and I can see that within you guys. I can see that it my, seems my, to be... Seems to be that my, absolutely one of my favorite quotes from my grandmother is, "You got to laugh when you want to cry, baby." Right. <laughs> you got to laugh when you want to cry. <laughs> and I and I've often and I've often said that if I were uh, you know on the edge of a shallow grave with a gun being pointed at my head, a shallow grave that I just dug myself with a gun being pointed at my head, and my would be executioner were to fart, I would still laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you always say that? That's a thing you always say? I he always said that says a few that. times. Yeah. <laughs> I think More it's a than a good, I think it's a pretty good metaphor for Gallo's humor. Yeah, it's that's true. Now, on the flip side, Mike mentioned uh that Al you turned him on to Bill Hicks. Did has Mike turned you on to something more, I guess, serious, so to speak? Well, I mean, Mike is a, is a is a great mind, you know. I love Mike for that, and 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 I'm always learning from Mike. Um, Mike is one of the few people that that um, 
that I sit and listen to and really, really puts me on to ideas. And I think we do that for each other, you know. I think that that's one of the components of our friendship that's made our music interesting is that, you know, we respect each other enough to, that where we actually listen to each other's perspective. And each of us kind of have examined and looked into different aspects of sort of the similar concepts, bigger concepts. Mm-hmm. And those, are, those, those concepts that bond us in a lot of ways are, a, you know, a general sense of... Um, uh, of a reaction to injustice, a, se- uh, um, a sense that um, reality is um, as, as proposed uh, by the people who consider themselves arbiters of reality is twisted and not the actual truth. And, and so I think that we both have brought our own um, influences and the, you know, the things that led us to those ideas, we brought them to the table. And so, yes, I'm constantly learning from Mike. Mike has a really amazing perspective um, that really comes from who he is and who he's, how he's interacted with his community and, and, and what he's experienced as a result of his community mm-hmm. that is very, very valuable for someone like me. And I think that we, um, I'd like to think that we exchange you know, perspectives pretty regularly. Absolutely, we do. Absolutely. There is this narrative, and like the more I hear from you guys and read about you, there's this narrative that you two working together has revitalized both of you as artists. And I'm curious, on some level, I wondered if this had been overblown. But the more I hear you talk, it's clear that you have a, this strong kinship. Are you two soulmates? Um, I, I would argue. I believe so. My wife said we are. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that we're. I believe that we're family. I believe that we are. Yeah, absolutely. I believe that we we found family um, in our in our thirties, and I think that neither Mike nor I had brothers. We both grew up with sisters, and um, I think that our friendship has grown beyond just a casual friendship, and it's become a real family. And um, so, and and certainly creatively, musically we really do feel like we are soulmates. I mean, we really bring Absolutely. out the best in each other. And um, and that's just a fact. You know, I'm proud of all the music that we've done in the past, and I do recognize that there's something very special and even maybe even abnormally special about <laughs> what happens when we get into the room together and make something that's both of ours. And um, I'm, I'm excited about that. There's chemistry. I mean, you guys have worked with so many different people. You know chemistry when you find it. This is clearly yeah. a magical thing. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, you're right. You hit the nail on the head. I mean, we recognize it when we see it. We've done so much in our own lives, in our own careers, that by the time we got to this, we were both very open and we could see very clearly, like, oh, I, I know the difference. This is special. This is yeah. this, this is the type of um, creative I know, burst and spark that you really just try and you hold on to. You hold on to that bitch for your life. This, Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Because of how, because you know that it's not always the way, you know, it doesn't always happen like that. 
Uh, Mike, there's been a couple of instances in lyrics, in Run the Jewels lyrics, where you go out of your way to praise LP as a producer. And I'm curious, how much yeah. how much of that is saluting him and how much of that is almost preemptively defending him? He's a, he's a world-renowned producer. You don't have to defend greatness. You just have to acknowledge it, you know? Yeah. No one has to defend Van Gogh. They just waited till he died to acknowledge it. I'm big on making sure that people that are important in my life and that are great are recognized. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I could, I could never build a skyscraper and name it Willie Burke Sherwood, but because of what Ellen and I did together, the world will forever know my grandfather's name because we made a record. That's amazing. Um, LP is on caliber with any of the top producers that you can close your eyes and name. Any of them. Mm-hmm. He has he has arguably been better than a lot of them throughout his career because he hasn't had the slumps, bumps, and he don't use ghost producers. And that's no accusation against anyone. That's just me being pro LP. So. If you're my friend and you're great, I'm going to navigate for you. And a lot of what you would have to say that would be viewed as narcissistic, I can say because I fucking feel like it and I'm big enough. And who's going to fight me and say I'm wrong? <laughs> you know, he's just. He's, he's I'm just. Dope. I'm just. I'm just. Curious my favorite as to part what, about what show, I would have to be defended about. My favorite part of the show is when I say producer gave me a beat and it's the beat of the year. I said LP didn't do it, and the crowd says, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that's what because I'm talking for about. me, man, that's what it's all about. Like, if I don't big up my man, who happens to be one of the greatest producers on earth, I'd be, I'd be sideline hating myself, and that ain't what I do. L, L jumped in there to know what, what anyone would have to defend him about, and I want to ask uh, you, L, about your work, because you've worked with an interesting array of musicians. On this record, you've got Zach De La Roca, Travis Barker, Boots. In the past, you've collaborated with Trent Reznor, Cat Power, my friend Nick Diamonds, among others, is there something about yeah. work, is there something about working with people outside of hip hop that intrigues you? Well, I'm a musician. I'm a fan of music, and I'm a collector of records that have been all my life. And I've always been very, very involved and open with other forms of music. And the people who do those forms of music have also been drawn to me for whatever my aesthetic is. And um, throughout my career, I've always had a mutual respect um, with a lot of people that weren't in my genre of music. Um, but for me, it's natural. Look, when you grow up being a hip-hop producer, you are sampling other genres of music all your life. Um, eventually, you get to the point where you are in a room with people who make the type of things that you are sampling or who are capable of working with you to get an idea down um, that, you know, who are just who are musicians. It's really no different. It's a natural evolution. I think that... Uh, hip, the hip-hop producer is the most naturally open to other genres of music than any other type of producer, more so than any rock producer, more so than any R&B producer, like any, any, you know, because we grow up literally combing and scouring through records of every genre yeah. to get inspired, to, to, to understand music, to, to, um, to use it in collage work, you know. Um, so it's very natural to me, and it's kind of always been that way. Um, and I'm lucky enough, I guess, to have the type of sound that um, is attractive to people from different genres of music. And, that, and, that, and that's a thrill for me because I, I do. I love working with other people outside of it. But I do it in the, in the sense of what's right for the record, you know? <laughs> and as, and as working with Mike and hearing him, <laughs> hearing him talk about you, hearing him rap about you, has that uh, infused you with any more confidence than you had before? I, you know, look, I, I, my friend is, is my cheerleader, and, I, and, and I'm very grateful for that, and I do the same for him, and we believe it. You know, it's, and it's, I don't, I'm not 
some dude who needs a, a confidence boost. I just want to be able to work with people that I love and be able to do work that I appreciate. Right. And uh, I'm not looking, I'm not walking around needing um, needing validation. Um, but it's it's damn nice when it comes from someone and you know they're genuine. Yeah. And um, I think that one of the great things about working with Mike is that he really got me. Even from the moment that we sat into the studio, he immediately got me and he got my sound and he wanted to be a part of it. And that's what led to our friendship and that's what led to us becoming Run the Jewels. So I, I am very grateful that he's um, that he's been so generous with you know with his respect for me, um, and I do the same for him, and I feel the same way about him. And this is not some sort of um, Machiavellian arrangement here. Like we really, love each other. <laughs> we, we, you know, we we really actually do fuck with each other, and that's why you're looking at the uh, you know fourth record essentially, or third direct record essentially in in as many in as many years, um, in you know because. This is something that we are, you know, that we love. Now, we've, this has been a bit of a love fest on some level. What kinds of things does Run the Jewels argue about? We argue all the goddamn time. We argue about coffee or um, soda. <laughs> we, all, we argue about bagels or biscuits. You know what I mean? We <laughs> argue about whether you're putting your coffee on the table or in a cup holder. We're <laughs> friends. We're, like, we're essentially like 16-year-old boys. Like, we will argue the bus will stare at us, and if anybody else talks shit, we're fucking yelling at them. It's just we. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's like any other friendship in the world, you know? Okay, you're not... We argue over yeah. stupid shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like... Uh... You know, big, 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 philosoph- big, big philosophical divide, like, how much weed is Mike going to smoke in the back lounge of the bus? You know? Like, <laughs> you know really, really important stuff. Yeah. The profile of, of you two has risen so dramatically, and I assume that a lot of weird stuff is starting to happen. What's the most absurd thing that's happened to run the jewels in the last couple of years? Um, well, you know, the, the, you're right. A, you're right. They're, they're, you know, we're getting a little bit more exposed, and so of course, you know, some of the some of the reactions. You know, me and Mike don't carry ourselves like dudes who are famous. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we just kind of. <laughs> We just kind of walk around and act like ourselves, you know. We don't. We and, and uh, so sometimes you get hit with some, you know, some sort of you know reactions and things from people. There's always there's the, always the, you know the random crazy person that thinks that you're uh, you know that you're talking yeah. to directly and they, yeah you know, they, yeah like, oh, they, I, they love you they love you but want to kill you you know what I mean yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> I had a kid hit me on Twitter this morning with that shit. <laughs> yeah, you know. So. That's what that's what the block button was created for, I guess. But uh, yeah, you know, it, it's it's interesting. But you know, me and Mike are pretty level-headed dudes, man. We've been around long enough and done and done this shit long enough, and really just uh, you know just um, on the basis of our work and our ethic, and we've never changed what we've wanted to do in order to become a bigger act. And now that it's happening, um, I think that we are probably better off that we're in our 30s as opposed to if we were kids, because you know you can kind of look at it with a bit of a with a bit of a relaxed you know perspective. And it's you know the, that's it's a small downside. The, the the upside is that we're able to be you know in front of more people and connect with more people. And as a musician, that's just really what you want, you know. And if you can get there doing what you love doing, then it's all the much better. So like when you're doing no. when you're doing like Letterman. Is that just a day? Is that another day in, in Run the Jewels, or is that a special day? Hell no, that's not another day. I was so goddamn nervous, I forgot all the rap at one point. <laughs> <laughs> it, 
That's a pretty yeah. big deal you're doing, Letterman, man. I got almost, I almost got arrested right before we did Letterman too. So I'm glad that went okay. <laughs> well, I think yeah, no, we, you know, we, we don't take that shit for granted. It's a very special day, and and yeah, you know, I, it's it's the third time that I've done it personally. Once by, by myself, once as a, in the uh, helping conduct the backup band for for Mike, and then once as run the jewels. And I, I, I'm less nervous now in that situation, but. Um, you, it's not lost on you how amazing it is, and you know it's it's really it's really kind of a beautiful thing. Like what we got away with on Letterman lyrically was kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah I get nervous before every show, though. So okay, that's I'm, good. I'm the nervous one of the bunch. You guys are human beings. I appreciate that. Well, what's coming up next beyond this tour? Are you already working on stuff? Shit, we're well, gonna be touring through the middle of January, and then we're probably gonna hang out in L.A. and smoke weed and go in the studio and do some cool shit. Then we're going to Costa Rica for Elle's birthday with our women. <laughs> nice. And, That's and, true. And, uh, and, then, and then we'll be touring all, we'll be touring all through next year and we'll be working on new music all, uh, every time we get a chance. So, yeah. so basically, you know, basically we're about, we're on the beginning of a world tour and it's really going to take us pretty much the whole year, you know, a year. So. Yeah. And, and you're looking forward we're to this. We're going to enjoy seeing. Hell yeah, we are. Yeah, I got absolutely. four children. I got to look forward to working. <laughs> <laughs> and, Happy birthday to my daughter. She turned 17 today. <laughs> oh, nice. Happy birthday. Now, before I uh, before we go, what's the status of Meow the Jewels? Uh, Meow, the Jewels my, Meow the Jewels is in process. We've, we've got fully funded. We are right now trying to get the money into the hands of the proper organizations. Um, we'll, that's our main focus right now. And once we get off of this tour... Um, with, you know, at the end of the year, I'm going to start putting a record together. Luckily, I'm not doing the whole record myself anymore. I got a, I got a lot of friends who are going to be helping out with that. So, um, we're looking at a 2015 release for sure, because we have, we're on tour. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, it, it's happening and it's, and it's been, and it's been created. This, this, this amazing, majestic and ridiculous moment has been created by the fans. It's pretty remarkable, your fan base, isn't it? It is. Oh, it's it's really kind of, yeah, it's unbelievable. Nice. Well, I want to say once again, Run the Jewels 2 is out now via Mass Appeal. You can see the band on tour, including stops at Toronto's Danforth Music Hall on November 26th and Montreal's Club Soda on November 27th. more information, please visit runthejewels.net. Uh, gentlemen, I don't know who to ask here or how to do this. There might be a debate, but is there a song we can go out on? I'll let Mike Oh, uh, man, let's do Crown. You want to do Crown? Now, why did that come to mind? I just love the record. I just, I just think it's a beautiful record. What's crazy is Elle and I had to type our answers for another magazine, and um, I didn't read his answers before, but he talked about loving my verse on Crown, and I talked about loving his verse on Crown. When I read his answers later, we were right in sync, so let's go with Crown. Okay, cool. This is featuring yeah. Diane Coffey, right? Yep. yep. Okay, cool. This is it. This is Run the Jewels with Crown. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. I wish you the best of luck. I'm a, thank huge, you. I'm a huge fan, and, and, and I'm happy you're doing so well. Love. Thank, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Have a great Peace. day. Used to write raps in the traps as I sat in the rain and I prayed that God give me a lane, give me a 
give me the fame and I promise to change. Won't be the same. Won't be the same kind of man that puts cocaine in this lady. Hang. Heard she was pregnant. I'm guilty. I reckon. Cause I hear that this shit could hurt baby's brain. Heard he was normal till three in and then he stopped talking. Since then ain't nothing been the same. Seen her some years later out in Decatur. Told her that I'm sorry for causing her pain. Causing me pain. Causing me pain. She asked again and she grabbed my right hand. Asked him I'm crazy. Said look here baby. I release you from all of your sins and your shame. Cause I've been I found the Christ. Whatever it take, I hope you find it, Mike. The look on the face, your neck over, replaced all the shame and the hate, and now she wear a crown. My late grandma better had prayed with a heaven and told her to tell me, lay my burdens down. Can't pick up no crowns, holding what's holding you down. Can't pick up no crowns, holding what's holding you down. Can't pick up no crowns, can't pick up no Right into the fray, into the haze, into the murk. Told me to prove to them what I was worth. We'll teach you to move without mercy and give you the tools to go after the causes of hurt. You'll become death. You will take breath. This is for everything you've ever loved. Use all the pain that you felt in your life as the currency. Go out and trade it for blood. You were not you. You are now us. We are the only ones that you can trust. You'll become fear. They'll become dust. Before this moment, you didn't need much. You are the smoldering vessel of punishment born to do nothing but justify us. Give us your empathy. We'll give you lust. Let yourself go, my son. Time to grow up. Give up your childish obsession with questioning anything we don't tell you is irrelevant. Everything you've ever been is replaced by the metal and fire of the weapon you clutch. Can't pick up no crowns, holding what's holding you down. Can't pick up no crowns, holding what's holding you down. Can't pick up no crowns, can't pick up no crowns. Can't pick up no crowns. If you enjoy the Creative Control podcast and want to support it with a monthly pledge, please visit patreon.com slash creative control. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash creative control with two k's. You can pledge one dollar a month or four dollars, eight dollars, thirty dollars, fifty dollars, a hundred dollars a month, whatever you want. There are gifts and incentives to pledge. But more than anything, you can keep the show going. There's no other revenue stream for this podcast. I've been doing it for my own fulfillment and to contribute something to the culture. 
but I think it's time to see if I can generate some kind of salary from all of this work. So, if you appreciate Creative Control, again, please consider pledging a monthly amount. All of the info you need is at patreon.com slash creative control. Thank you. Hey, thanks again for checking out Creative Control with Vish Khanna. You can email me about the show at creativecontrol933 at gmail.com. That's creative with a K, control with a K, 933 at gmail.com. You can also follow our Twitter at Vish Creative, V-I-S-H-K-R-E-A-T-I-V-E. And you can also like our Facebook page. A version of this show airs on CFRU in Guelph every Wednesday at noon Eastern. And you can listen to that online at cfru.ca or if you're in the KW region at 93.3 FM in Guelph. You can also sign up for the weekly mailing list for the podcast and the, and the show at vishkana.com and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. I believe that is everything I wanted to tell you. Thank you once again. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.